Welcome to Opening the Door Podcast. Join me as we unlock the door to our psychic and mediumship abilities. Welcome to Opening the Door Podcast. Today for an interview, we have Jesse B. Healing. Jesse B. is an intuitive Reiki and crystal healer whose gifts were passed down on her mom's side to one woman in each generation. When she heals, she receives messages from the body, the universe, guardian angels, and guides. And her whole focus is on reminding you of the truth, that you are so held and loved. A trained Reiki and crystal healer for over 10 years, she has been working with energy all her life. So Jessie, welcome to the podcast. Hi, my babe. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. I think Reiki is um, such an interesting topic. It's something that I've never received Reiki myself or like been in a session. So it's just something that I'm really excited to learn about and and have everybody listen about too. So um, let's start with the most basic of questions. Can you tell us what Reiki is? Of course. So Reiki is basically a mode of energy healing in which you channel the highest vibration or life force energy from the universe through you with intention into the body and cells of the client. And it was discovered or created by Mikao Zui, I hope I'm saying that right, in Japan about a hundred years ago. And at its most basic, it's really beautiful for soothing the nervous system, releasing stress and balancing the body. Um, And there are five principles that it's based on that I really love and a lot of people use as a mantra as well. And it goes just for today, do not worry, just for today, do not anger, just for today, be humble, just for today, be honest, just for today, be compassionate towards yourself and others. Wow, that is beautiful. Great um, words to live by, I think, in general, right? Definitely, definitely. It's really about coming into the moment, taking day by day. Can you tell us a little bit about how this energy healing has been passed down, obviously through some generations of women in your family? Can you tell us sort of about that and your journey to, you know, becoming a Reiki practitioner? Of course. So I have been around energy healing all my life, really. Um, I was always taken to see healers as a child because I had or had slash have a weak chronic health sitch that came into play later, which is why I actually got attuned. Um, and like you said, my family are healers on my mama's side. And there's one woman in each generation who has what we call like the gift <laughs> with like capitalized T and G. And um, I'm her. And so, yeah, I've really been working with like energy and angels all my life and it comes really intuitively and as you so sweetly said in the beginning when I heal it therefore I get messages really clearly from like the body and angels and ancestors um but in terms of how I came to actually train in Reiki I like I said I had chronic health problems when I was two I was diagnosed with kidney problemos and I basically when I was 20, 21, started having kidney failure. Um, And no. And so I went to get attuned because I wanted a sense of control over what was happening. And although I, I wanted more than being able to like pray and ask and put good vibes into my body, I wanted to feel like I was actively doing something. Um, and that I was also felt like I was being told to go by my angels. So it felt like a natural thing to go towards. Um, And yeah, and then, you know, the inevitable happened. And I say inevitable because I do believe everything's meant. And I believe having kidney failure, which is what happened when I was like 23, you know, pushed me into a life that's a lot more loving and conscious and things. But yeah, and so now a few years later, I'm coming into a space where 
I want to really do it for others on a much, much wider scale because it's so beautiful. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, um, I'm glad to see that you've healed from that from, yes. from now, you know, um, I think a really interesting thought when it comes to energy work of any kind is that it's so connected physically to the body that we're in on this earth, you know, like, um, in this type of work, psychic mediumship, it's, it's really, you know, we all like to sort of raise that vibration and sort of be all up here, but it's such mm. a great reminder that we are all living in a, a physical body, you know? So, yeah, completely. And it loves yeah. you so much. I think that was something I found really interesting when I was going through my situation, people would be like, are you not so mad at your body? And I'd be like, no, like, look how well it's done. And I think coming into a space where you can not only feel grounded, because that's a huge concept that's popular, but also really like feel the love from your body to you. Biologically, it's doing all it can to keep you alive. And that's yeah. so wonderful. <laughs> that is wonderful. I love that thought. Yeah. Um, so just getting back to, so how did you know that you were sort of the one in this generation of your family like what is was there a sign that you received like how was that um how did that all come to light that's so funny yeah so I think I was always really interested in all these kinds of things and no one else was Definitely. and then I used to just do stuff without realizing it I remember when I was maybe 16 I used to astral project every night so I'd like go Ooh. up into the universe and feel so much love and feel really held and when I come back down and be like cool and I didn't know that's what I was doing I just just did it and I read about it later and I had a lot of those experiences where I would do something or I'd you know go somewhere and be like oh there's definitely vibes here like I'm really as in I go to like someone's cellar and they would I'd be really cold I'd feel pressure on my shoulders I'd be like that's a girl um and yeah it was just always that interest and then I'd always read about things later so it was like a strange validation of experience and that helped me I guess helped me trust that what I was doing actually was bigger than I thought it was um but yeah I know it was just a build up of life experience <laughs> cool I love that so astral projecting is something that I've I haven't done it be and I think I just haven't because it sort of freaks me out like mm -hmm. I I feel like um so if, can we get into that for oh yeah a second? I don't so, know if I have crazy knowledge I just did it alone <laughs> yeah just, so I'm just it. wondering like yeah. what were your ex what were your first few experiences with that yeah. like what was it like what did you do beautiful set <laughs> thinking back so I used to lie there in bed and I think I used to like think a lot you know when you're quite an introspective wee person so I used to just think loads and then I got into this process of calming the thoughts and coming into again it wasn't an intentional meditation but I would just be like hmm like really in my body and I can do this thing and I used to do it much like really clearly and I think I've got I don't know I don't know how I did it really but I used to kind of switch states a little bit. So when I used to meditate, it would always take a good like 10 minutes. And when I would honestly not quite be in my body, I'd be like somewhere else. And when I would come back and be like, oh. So I'd be lying in bed and being very convoluted. I'd be lying in bed and I get into this kind of state where I just felt bigger than my body, feeling into the energy. Because also that's it. At that age, I tried to read Stephen Hawking's super string theory because I was in my head, I was thinking so much about how everything must be connected, right? Because like, we don't live in a vacuum. So that means all the atoms in my body are connected to like, for example, this laptop, which are connected, for example, all the way to like Africa. So I was like, yo, the world is connected. This is so cool. And then get into this meditative state. And what always happened was I'd see this 
white gray um because there was a, like silvery gray aspect to it line coming out of my chest and up into the universe and when I just sort of start going up and I think once or twice I'd be like whoa and then I'd kind of look back and be like should I and I'd be like no <laughs> and I would just go <laughs> up and I would be in what felt like the stars like it was you know dark blue stars but there was just such a physical strong knowing with a capital K feeling of being held and loved like almost overwhelming but also really peaceful and I really liked it so I used to do it like every night <laughs> wow um, and then yeah and then I was yeah I just sort of come back down and go to sleep um and then ironically I almost think that's why knowledge sometimes is a bit you need to just feel into it first because then I heard about what it was and then I found it harder to do it interesting yeah yeah oh that's so cool well thank you so much for sharing I know that was sort of a tangent so that's (laughs) that's really cool I I love that I'll have to do probably an episode on astral projection Um, (laughs) but yeah cool a great little intro to it so in your bio too, you say that you work with crystals. Do you work with crystals in the Reiki practice? Like how do you incorporate crystals into your practice? I do. I trained um, in crystal therapy before Reiki. So that I was pretty about 19 and um, I incorporate them because so crystals are like compact energy from the earth and everything has different vibrations and frequencies I actually found in the car park a citrine yesterday oh, and I'd wow. been asking for another citrine and obviously we're near the lion's gate portal so I was like this is such vibes this is like because citrine's about abundance and joy and I was like oh yeah. my god Um, oh my gosh that's so fun I love that it was vibey (laughs) and um because it was so covered in dust but you know when you're like that's not a pebble Mm -hmm. so and who did that um no so I basically bring them in I usually when I have a client because a lot of my clients are like international so they're on zoom I'll tune in and I'll feel into what crystals what energy they're needing and it's like you know always right (laughs) um but I'll basically be doing the energy be doing the Reiki um and then maybe like I'll come to I'll be told to go to the liver and livers around anger and something will come in about old narratives so I'll pick up for example like rhodonite which is really good at releasing old narratives and things that you no longer need and I'll use my energy and my angels and the client's angels energy and the crystal so it's like it's just like even more powerful I think and I also think there's an aspect where it's nice to be able to for the client to understand something a bit more tangible that's happening because if you're new to it and someone's just like holding their hands out like this it could be a bit jarring but if I have a tangible crystal it's almost like if in their mind they can understand more that also allows the energy to flow more because I yeah I noticed when I come into new clients is it like into their aura and then down into their body I'll always pause and like, you know, hold my hands on their shoulders just to like ground the nervous system and ask for permission. And the more that I work with a client, the more fluid that is. But if it's someone's first time, it'll take a little while and that's okay. Um, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So for somebody who's never received Reiki, like I kind of know what happens, but so yeah, to, to clarify, there's, you never place your hands on the body. Is it all sort of above its energy work? Right. Yeah, I don't. I'm sure some people do. And as long as you ask for permission, that's fine. Um, but I don't because I can almost feel the energy more clearly when there's that gap. So it's the space through which it's moving. And yeah, because I do as much online as in person, it also just doesn't, for me, really matter where my hands are, because it's my intention and I'm just sending it, you know. So yeah, it can be hands off and super, super chill. <laughs> yeah, love that. So. Um give me a run through so somebody books a session with you what what happens during that session super set 
whether it be at mine or online, I would ask them, well, no, it would be different. If they were online, I'd ask them to find a space, probably their bed, so they can be really comfy and feel really relaxed and just ask for peace from whoever else might be there for the next, however long the session is. And then if they're coming to mine, obviously that's already like there. And then you don't really have to repair anything. What would happen is you would lie down, get really comfy, and then I would be saging the space between us. So just saging me, saging you, saging our connection, clearing it really beautifully. And then I have like a playlist that I find really soothing and that always seems to align perfectly with how what's happening. You know when you you know when you're just like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then and then how I work is I always like to start with a body scan meditation to just really relax all of the body um, and the nervous system and just kind of ground you and help you feel really held and safe and loved because as you so kind of said in my intro, that's a really important for me, like coming home to the body so important we're a lot yeah like you said we're a lot more although we're a lot more than the body we also are the body and so like cherish that you know um so I'll do a body scan uh meditation and then I connect to Reiki come in through your aura and I'll tell you what colors I see and then I'll slowly come down to the tops and backs of your shoulders and just hold them there this is when I like ground you soothe the nervous system down the back asking for permission to come into the body's energy space and then I'll be like hey where do you want me to go and I'll be like ancestors might pop up angels might pop up they always pop up or your body might be like come down here and then I'll see colors or I'll get I'll get I'll just know um and I talk while I do it so it's like a little trancey for me. So afterwards I'll go back and be like, hey, so this happened, but I have to like remember, you know? Um, And then I'll be picking up crystals as they're needed and wanted. So if there's something that needs clearing, I'll go to like get clear quartz or something or something in the heart, I might get green fluorite or rose quartz or, yeah, it's, I love it. (laughs) It's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Cool. So when you receive messages, you know, you have ancestors popping up or angels or spirit guides. How do you receive those messages? Are you more clairvoyant, clairaudient? What, what, how do the messages come through for you? That's so interesting. I had a wee, I was doing a wee kid the other day. I was working at um, a festival in the UK. So for him, I'll use it as an example. For him, I saw a huge male angel behind him. And then I kind of asked if anyone else was there because I you know, can specifically be like, are there any messages? And I saw, because I'm like, I can say, because I'm not expressing, he was adopted and I didn't know that. Um, and I saw like a female figure to his right. It was like very curly hair, not relevant right now, but very <laughs> and, a, and a man to his left. And it was like emotional, but a really beautiful thing for him because uh, you, you know, I could just see like the relief and the like tension. And I guess I want to say like self-blame and forgiveness like falling off him um, as I like expressed what was this because he only told me afterwards. Um, and how do I see it? It's like seeing, but without seeing, you know, I don't physically see the figure there. Like, like I see you now, yeah. but I like, I know see and I can, it's like an energy. I just feel it. And it's so strong. It's not, a question of like am I being crazy right yeah um, I think sometimes when I'm working I something odd will come in and I'll be like I don't want to say this because this sounds so not true and yet you know you have to say it and sometimes it won't be right it won't be for them but a lot of the time it is and it'll be like oh okay afterwards I'll be like oh so you did have a petrol do you know what I mean mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of thing um so yeah I'm more feelsy Mm-hmm. I don't hear I feel see yeah I think a lot of people can get confused with like when um people doing this work say that they see something like obviously it's in your mind's mm-hmm. eye and that's what you're seeing but 
I mean, obviously I have seen, you know, things physically as well, but mm. a lot of the time when we're doing this work, it's in within the mind's eye. And I think um, sometimes people can get a little bit confused by that, but it's, it is when you see things like that, as clear as if you were seeing with your physical question. eyeballs. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love what you said about, yeah, like sometimes the things that you see or hear when you receive is, um, can feel like, I don't know, like, is yeah. this, should I say this? And then it does yeah. usually end up being, you know, yeah. yeah. Like, so working past that is. It's like the ego coming in and you're yes. like, no, no, shush, shush, shush. Like you're yes. just you right now, you know? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Great. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was, yeah, that was cool. a great experience. So what's, what are some of the favorite, your favorite parts of doing this work? Oh, oh my gosh. Everything. So I love when I connect in the feeling and the knowing and the just the knowing that I'm putting into the client's body. I always do this at the end because it'll be, it's a background thing wanting to be like, you are so loved. You are so safe. It's just truth. But you know, I'll be working on what I'm shown to work on, but putting that in at the end. And then I always use citrine for joy and abundance. Cause I'm like, come on, babes, let's go get it. You know, <laughs> um, it's so wonderful. And then connecting with them afterwards when they're just like, you know, feeling really floaty and have seen things too, or have felt things shift. It's so it's so validating is not the word, but it, you know, it really makes me think like, this is one of the things I meant to do in this like life. Um, so that's beautiful. And then I think just having access to it, I feel very grateful for that. It feels very special, you know? Yeah, I love it. It's honestly my favorite thing to do. <laughs> Basically, it's like my favorite work. How can Reiki better connect us with our body, our energy and our intuition? Well, I think that if you're practicing or receiving, it's the fact that the energy is moving through you and also the fact that you've consciously and intentionally stepped into this space with which you're connecting with energy, you're feeling it in your body and you're giving yourself time and space for this is a huge, that's the first step, but it's huge because you're allowing yourself and your own energy to open up to something that's bigger than it. And also you're honoring yourself in a way that you don't when maybe you're like wanting to chill but you're just watching tv um and then in terms of opening up to intuition again I really again clients will start saying like this crazy thing happened or like I really felt this like the more that I work with them and I think naturally if you're having cleansing beautiful kind intentional energy moving through you you are going to be opening up these kind of areas and also you know you are then going you can you can work consciously on the crown and the third eye chakras and those energy centers with which to fully open more and more so I think in loads of different ways it's really just fit it's just reminding the body reminding the self of who you are and who you are is this connected intuitive knowing person being Oh, I love that. Yeah. Reminding the body of who you are. I think that is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. When, as you were talking, I was thinking like, can you use Reiki to like sort of pop open your third eye? Is that something that you can do or is it more, is that more, you got to do a lot of other stuff as well? Do you know what's interesting? You can definitely use Reiki on the third eye, but what I've really learned in my own life and through healing others is that timing is everything in that everything will happen when it's meant to and you know how there's um the thought process maybe the experience of when you push something you're actually kind of creating resistance and 
so I, yes you can but I wouldn't say like pop open and suddenly you'll be clairvoyant at all I truly think because yeah I'll sometimes be working on someone there's something in the tummy and I'm like I'm not meant to go here yet like you're I'm not this isn't meant to go yet you know and maybe the two sessions after it'll be ready and actually it's cleared a lot more but like I think we're in the, a way of being really held in the way that I mean it by the universe is that we have we timelines and I don't I can't conceptualize this but everything's meant to happen when you're actually ready and you're being so looked after because if it was to come when you weren't ready you wouldn't be able to cope with it um so yes you can work on opening it and you can give yourself that space and that grace and that power but the degree to which it comes will be when it's meant to <laughs> so yes what I was- great answer yeah I totally agree I um you're right timing is is totally all of it you could be working on Mm. on doing that or clearing something and and it's sort of not really Mm. coming and then whenever you know you're ready and within your own self and within that timeline then it's like it all pops right yeah such a difference between knowing something mentally and knowing it in your body with like a capital k and you can because again, I used to be very like in my head and think loads. I still do, obviously. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, you know, you can intellectualize and be like, well, this is how I should be feeling. And if I've done all of this work, then so and so. But then one day it just plops down and you, you feel it, you know it. And it's in your cells and you're just like, oh, damn, yeah. And it's such a different experience and expression of it. that That's also why I feel like it's meant because nothing has triggered the plopping down for me. <laughs> it's always just happened on its own accord. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so what are some of the reasons that people choose to receive Reiki? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, people get Reiki for so many reasons. I think initially people tend to get Reiki because they've heard it's great and they're pretty there might be stress and anxiety in their lives and in their bodies. And like I said at the beginning, Reiki's so good at just kind of releasing regrounding soothing the nervous system. Um, and also people might come because they've got chronic pain or an emotional pain that it can also soothe like I won't go into my experiences but yeah it can definitely help with that and it could also just be I'm seeing a lot more like a monthly checkup like I go to someone I do it on myself but I also you know you want to always give the the power and responsibility to someone else just once a month you can just be looked after mm-hmm. um so yeah like once a month I see people quite regularly um, for their monthly checkups of like energy because you know how like you'll go to the gym and look after your physical form like cardiovascular lily whatever <laughs> um, yep. this is like an energy checkup self-care removing any little emotions that have got stuck that you haven't expressed or any little block myriad myriad reasons but it's also just not for everyone and that's so okay you know <laughs> so what are some of the things you do somebody's booked a session with you what are some of the things that you do to get ready for to yeah. administer reiki So first of all, I get excited. (laughs) Then I prepare my space. So I get all my crystals out. I sage the space. I use Palo Santo. I have um, this particular, it's like a kind of special water from Mexico that I'll just like put on myself, like my body a little bit, all just to like cleanse, cleanse, cleanse. And then I'll sit in meditation for like 10 minutes beforehand. I'll start preparing probably an hour before. And then I'll be very intentional with like sitting there and connecting in before they come about 10 minutes before it's been 10 minutes doing that um and then and then we go for it yeah it's really it's quite straightforward do you ever find since you do um sessions in your home do you ever find that any energy sort of lingers 
around afterwards? Do you clear afterwards as well? Yeah, I always clear afterwards. I'll open my front and back doors and be like, go now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing like crazy's ever ever lingered or nothing that I've ever really felt. Um, No, it's always been quite, the people who've come by chance, it's always been, there's been clearing, but there's also been really beautiful stuff coming in. Um, There's one lady who... I saw, and this has never happened before. Again, they're all so different, you know? I saw like the goddess Lakshmi and I don't really know about her at all. Um, but I, I I just, I was like, this is Lakshmi. She's coming in, she's like right above you. She, she's dressed in red, you're very much dressed in red. And then I saw a red rose and then I saw a white owl and all this different stuff. And um, the lady DM'd me later and was like, is this who you saw? And I had, again, I had no idea, but Lakshmi in all the pictures has a white owl and a red rose. And you know, and you're just like, sick. And then she came again and again, it was an area that had been blocked before. And I came back down to it. And because I have quite a lot of clients, I forgot. (laughs) I didn't remember that it was blocked before, but I came down and I was like, it's feeling murky, but it feels like it's not quite ready, but it's, it's almost there. Whereas before apparently it had been straight up blocked, but I saw white wings. And again, I saw a red rose and I was like, wait, I was like midway through the session. And I was like, I've just realized, I think it's actually coming in again. I'm being told to focus on this area, et cetera. Um, So no, no bad energy ever yet. How did you build your business. So you, you have great clients now that you work with monthly or regularly, and then you have new people coming in. What are some of the things that you did to build your intuitive uh, Reiki business? Well, I, what did I do? I started giving it to friends for free and was like, guys, let me give you some Reiki. And then they really liked it. And so I was like, I'm going to do like a baby charge from this point onwards, because girl needs to live and then I was like right I'm doing this fully and I made my own website I made a little Instagram all of that and then it just became word of mouth like basically all my clients are references which is very flattering and like validating um I like I have little greetings cards that I'll take to festivals like little business cards that I'll take to festivals um and but no yeah it really is word of mouth I'm not very techie so I'm not very good at like you know SEO and all that kind of thing so I don't really know how a girl does that but I try on Instagram a bit you know but no it really is I'm just thinking everyone who's ever come I don't think anyone's come out the blue (laughs) I think they've always been like so and so told me so yeah (laughs) I love that cool yeah I found you on Instagram so something right I was looking Mm -hmm. around I I can't remember I think I was just scrolling around like oh wait I want to find people to yeah and I found you on Instagram so that's exciting your Instagram doing its job yes okay good thank you (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so I think you touched on this a little bit in the beginning but if if somebody books a Reiki session is there anything that they need to do to prepare or and or maybe aftercare as well is a good thing to talk about after a session is there anything that they can do to sort of I don't know, hold on to what you've done or. So I think in terms of beforehand, there's not really anything. I think what I would do is I would, you know, take some deep breaths, tell the body, just set some in intention, tell the body, like, look, I'm here. I'm going to give you so much love. Be open to healing. If it's, whether it's in person or distance, you might want some crystals near you. You might want to sage. You might want to just like shake, shake off the day ahead but in terms of coming into it like the guided meditation was always like really peaceful um and then again if it's distance I always send a wee playlist so just like get everything set up so you don't have to think about it and then aftercare wise 
I always say like take it easy because you might feel very like floaty and a little bit tired and a little bit like like one lady was like I do not want to go back to work and I was like no you won't (laughs) (laughs) and also drink lots of water um just to like flush out anything the body has processed might still be processing um and then yeah it should basically just be a really peaceful beautiful like expansive experience uh but you might be a wee bit tired (laughs) cool yeah energy work it can affect people in a lot of different ways and I think it's it's great I love the water your water tip it's so hydrating the body is important in all things but especially after doing something like that it's like just to keep everything happy and and healthy in there so Cool. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so we're coming up toward the end here. Um, do you have any thoughts on what our listeners can do to open up their door a little bit more to their intuition, to, you know, this, this energy that we're speaking about, what are some things that they can do in their daily life or start thinking about to help open themselves up to that a little bit more? For sure. So I would say in my experience, I really enjoyed, first of all, I really enjoyed feeling connected by thinking about and coming into the idea that everything is connected, like the super, super string theory. So I, you know, at times would just kind of imagine all these threads coming out of me and connecting to just everywhere like to every single cell and it becomes like a great web like a great matrix and that was very just I think it's quite a beautiful thing to do it just reminds you and it's very grounding and it's very like it feels like a loving thing and then also what I would definitely recommend is just like talk to your angels because I don't feel like angels have spoken about that much and I think if they are I almost imagine it in like very chintzy national trust shops with like cringy angels on like a fridge Mm. magnet and it's like (laughs) (laughs) um no 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 they are so there so there for you you have to I've always been told you have to call them by name if you want them to come and be with you sit with you um help you in anything um and so the archangels that I always work with are Archangel Raphael Michael Uriel and Gabriel and I've been told I have um another little guardian angel called George who I'm like only just actually connecting to I was told about him about eight years ago and I've always been like mm-hmm and never quite but I am now so that's nice um, exciting and, yeah and I would experiment as it were like experiment in inverted commas um by saying like hi speaking to them and then being like I would love this in my life and then just releasing it, release it to them. Cause you know, people say release it. I'm like, no, no, release it to an angel <laughs> because they will do it. They'll help you. They're there for you. Yeah. If it's right for you. Um, and that's the biggest one, if I'm honest, because I think if you can connect into like the higher, the like the beings that are the higher, highest energy and that are all love, like everything is love, then you're going in a good direction. <laughs> yeah and great actually crystals like amethyst is really good at helping you so maybe meditate with amethyst or put it under your pillow at night um but set intention for what you want it to do intention is very important yeah get a little crystal in there why not mm-hmm. I love amethyst is beautiful it's it's beautiful. gorgeous I have some little tiny pieces that I got from um a candle like a candle came with some amethyst beautiful. and then I was finally able to melt it enough to like get them out oh I love that I've got this funky <laughs> one next to me right now oh my gosh <laughs> gorgeous yeah I want I need like a big one for people listening who won't be able to see this she just held up like a yeah. huge beautiful amethyst <laughs> I told I totally I'm I'll put this out into the universe now I would love yeah. a big old amethyst to come to me somehow so yes, do it you might find it in a car park covered in dust yeah absolutely <laughs> cool <laughs> 
So, um, Jesse, where can um, listeners find you if they want to book a session with you or just learn more about what you do? You're so sweet. Well, you can find me on Instagram at Jesse B Healing. Yeah, Jesse B Healing. So J E S S I E B E E because we need to save the bees and then healing. And also, I have a wee website that's um, Jesse B Healing dot co dot uk and then i have an email address that is do i remember it jessiebhealing at gmail.com awesome <laughs> so yeah. any of those ways get great and yeah i will put those uh links in the show notes for everybody in case they just want to hop onto your instagram or your website really quick jesse thank you so much for being here and teaching us about reiki and dropping some beautiful little golden nuggets of knowledge for us it was beautiful i'm so grateful thank you so much of course thank you thanks for listening to today's episode if you want more from opening the door podcast don't forget to subscribe follow us on instagram at opening the door podcast and remember don't be afraid to open your door